0: This past week, Father Matt and myself and all the priests of our diocese were in Green Lake for a retreat. But before I went down there, I went to go see my family, to see my dad for Father's Day, and spend some time with him. And then I went and saw two of my nieces in Plymouth, Wisconsin, and then I drove on Highway 23 towards Fond du Lac. And for those of you who know Highway 23, as you're heading west from Plymouth to Fond du Lac, there's this big hill right next to St. Mary Springs High School, and then you intersect with Highway 151. And when I got to Highway 151, there was a stoplight. But what I didn't know was on the other side of that, st- of that highway, which is the dumbest thing ever, is another stoplight. And as the green light went, I was the first one line, I just kind of hit the gas a little hard. I looked at my phone to check my GPS, and before I knew it, there was a gold Ford Taurus in front of me. And the word that came out of my mouth mouth was, Mother! So, I think the Lord is working through the intercession of Mary to ask us to pump the brakes a little bit. Because a lot of us need to be reminded of why we're here. So please join me in a Hail Mary, asking for her to intercede, to pray for us, that we leave here changed and transformed, to know in the depths of our hearts... That it's not a mistake that we're here. And also that this this Mass is the most important thing that we will do all week. So please join me as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. This is the hardest thing I have to do but it's also the most important thing that I have to do as a priest because I wouldn't be here if it's not for what we celebrate today which is Corpus Christi which in Latin means the mystical body of Christ or the body of Christ. And it's interesting to me because if we can get this one thing right our lives will change forever. A lot of times people will come to me and ask me to do different social justice things in the church, but they don't want to pray in front of the body and blood of Jesus, which is the Eucharist. The only reason why we are ultimately good to others is because God is so good to us. And primarily, at the heart of our worship, what we believe as Catholic Christians, and by the way, what Jesus believes, is that it's him present on this altar. And it's interesting how Either we have a choice to take the leap of faith to say, I believe, or the Lord will reveal himself to us. But if he has revealed himself to us in the Eucharist, it has to change everything. It has to change the way we eat, the way we sleep, the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we treat others. Because Jesus said, this is my body. You know, he didn't say, this is kind of like my body, this is sort of like my body. No, he said, this is my body. And when we're at Mass... We're at two places. The first place we're at is we're at the Last Supper, yes, but we're also at Calvary where Jesus gives up his body for you and I. And I want you just to look at the cross with me for a second and maybe you think of different things when you look at the cross, but ultimately what Jesus is doing is he's he's asking you to marry him. Maybe you don't see that when you look at the cross, but he's asking you to marry him so he is giving up his body for his bride, which is all of you, the the church. To get you to heaven, he had to give up his life. And he says, this is my body, which has been given up for you. So when you are at mass, you are at a wedding. Where Jesus shows the reality of how difficult it is for a husband and a wife to get each other and their children to heaven. And our culture needs to hear that so badly that it's not easy To believe it's not easy to sacrifice it's not easy to lay one's life down for others and i think often in this wedding we have to come prepared i don't know if you are married yet or you're planning on getting married or what vocation you are planning to live out or what vocation you live in right now but when it was your wedding i hope to god that you looked at you know you picked out the readings and you you knew what the readings were and same thing when we come to mass on Sunday we have to look at the readings ahead of time to come prepared. Because often the first half of Mass gets lost because we don't come prepared. But if we know that we're coming to a wedding, you bet bet it that I would for sure want to come to Mass prepared. I'd want to know what the readings were for my wedding. And then you, as the bride, get proposed to three times in the liturgy. The priest stands in the person of Christ So I don't necessarily celebrate the Mass. It's Jesus Christ through me. I stand in the person of Christ, or in Latin, known as in persona Christi. And ladies, if a man gets down on one knee, and he has a ring in his hand, what is he doing? He's proposing, right? So Jesus, when he is at the altar, through his priest, he... Genuflex, or he proposes, not once, not twice, but three times, to say, I want to marry you. I want to be one with you again, because I want you back. We preached about that last weekend with Trinity Sunday. God wants you back, but he wants you to be wedded to himself. And we know he is proposing to us. We know he really is serious, because anything done in threes, as we celebrate the Trinity last weekend, anything done in threes means perfection. Holy, 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 Lamb of God, Lamb of God, Lamb of God. Jesus wants to be one with you. And when you come down the aisle, you don't become one with a piece of bread. That's just nonsense. You can't get married to a piece of bread, but you can get married to the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. And Jesus wants to be wedded with you and send you out of here to others who are feeding on absolute garbage. Getting caught up in pornography. Getting caught up in drugs. Getting caught up in just the materialistic lifestyle, being full of themselves and not being aware of the true food that's satisfied because we don't get fed with just any bread today and every Sunday and every day of the week if you want. We get fed with the bread of angels because that's what you deserve. But I think often... When I talk with people and they kind of really unveil the reality of their lives and they're they're saying, you know, if that's true, I'm kind of screwed up. I'm pretty broken. I don't really have much to give. You ask us to give ourselves at Mass. But I'm kind of like in our first reading, yeah, I can only give a tenth, as Abram did. And that tenth isn't really that good even there. Or, we're like the disciples in our gospel, they say, I only got five, lives, five loaves and two fish. What in the world are you going to do with that? I hope we all come to know that you have to start somewhere, even if it is only a tenth of what you got, or if it's only five loaves and two fish, whatever that spiritually means to you. But you've got to start somewhere. And you've got to start preparing and coming to know our Lord. And stop looking at yourself and start looking at him on the cross, of him saying, I want to marry you. I want to be one with you. I want you to know that it's really, 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 really me in the Eucharist. And to stop worrying about yourself so much and what you can give and to come before me in the Eucharist. She might disagree with me. No problem. Last week, we said that you are worth it. You are invited to the altar to give yourself and to receive Jesus back because God wants you back and he wants you to know how much he loves you. Even to the point that he's willing to hide behind the substance of bread and wine. And one thing that I think often gets missed because a lot of different denominations say, no, 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 denominations say, no, 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 we believe that it's Jesus. We believe that that piece of bread is Jesus too. Two things that I would say we maybe need to look at to say, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. We have these little metal containers called pixes. Maybe you've seen someone come forward for communion with those, but a pix is what you put the blessed sacrament in, the the host, a consecrated host in, to bring to somebody who is homebound, or to bring to somebody who is sick. You know, it would just be kind of strange if I went to someone's house and say, hey, here's some bread. But if Jesus commanded us to, to take care of the sick, you know, To visit the sick and to feed them with his body, which is the bread of angels, which is holy medicine. You would definitely want to put that in a special container. But I don't, I don't see other denominations doing that. I don't see other denominations doing that. The other thing is something that we're going to do today is to my right, to your left, you can see a monstrance. Last week we announced after Mass that we're going to be doing a Eucharistic procession. You know, it'd just be kind of silly. It would just be kind of dumb. I don't know what word where you, where, where you want to use it, use for it. But if we put just a piece of bread that wasn't consecrated, or we didn't believe it was Jesus, and we walked around the block to bless our community, I mean, by all means, go home. That's just dumb. But through the power of the priesthood and the Holy Spirit, and through the words of institution, Jesus saying, "This is my body. Do this in memory of me." And he's saying. I'm gonna. I need you to go out and tell other people about me, but I'm gonna lead you. So at, at this mass, we're actually gonna walk around the block, and at every corner, we're going to bless this community with the body and blood of Jesus in this monstrance. To say we believe, and maybe you're doubting me right now. I think that's that's nonsense, but it's what we believe. And you can even go online and look up Eucharistic miracles, where there have been times recently, for the past 20 years where the host that was consecrated on the altar changed into flesh. And then a doctor would look at it. Typically it was an atheist doctor who doesn't believe in God, and he would look at that host, and he, they found out that it was the flesh of the heart from a man in the Middle East who just went under extreme, extreme pain and suffering. Science is proving what we believe, but let's not just rely on science, let's rely on faith. Let's rely on what Jesus said. Two invitations this week to help you grow deeper into this knowledge of what we believe, because I can talk about this, but you ultimately have to make a choice to grow yourself. The first thing I want to invite you to do is to watch a YouTube talk by a priest named Father Mike Schmitz. I posted it online this week. You can look it up, but it's called Praying the Mass Like Never Before. Let's test you. What's the name of the talk? All right, good. Just making sure you're still awake. To look that up, and if you're thinking, I'm old, I don't have the internet, I'm sure your kids do, you know? (laughs) But I guarantee if you watch that talk, I guarantee if you watch that talk by Father Mike Schmitz, you're never going to approach the Mass the same. We should always come here hungry to learn, to know what we're doing, to offer ourselves as Jesus offered himself for us. And then the second invitation I have is for the men here. Last week was Father's Day, right? We talked about the need, for the, the important need for, for men to be men. And I'm going to do something crazy, but I'm going to, I'm going to invite all the men here, 14 and older, to come to the parking lot every single Saturday at 7 a.m. to work out, to learn how to encourage one another, to learn how to be men, because the one thing I keep finding in our culture today is I invite men to do things, and a lot of times I hear, oh, I'll try to be there. I need commitments. I beg you, men, anyone 14 and older, to come join us every Saturday, we're gonna be working out, we're gonna be kicking, I'm gonna be kicking your butt. But you know what, we need it. Our children need it, our families need it, our wives need it, to know that it's okay to be vulnerable but we have to learn how to be aware of our own weakness, we have to be, learn how to be aware of our own brokenness, but also we gotta encourage other, one another to show each other how to be men. Because our culture simply is offering us all the wrong answers And we're just eating that up. And our world is begging for authentic masculinity. I've given the statistics before, but the statistics are daunting when a man is absent in the family or when a man is not active in the faith in the family. It, It actually ruins the family. But when the man leads and he upholds the dignity of women... And when he shows them how to pray, especially even in front of the Blessed Sacrament, to go to confession, to pray at home, the children, they, they absorb that like a sponge, like a dry sponge. But if the man is not there and he's not showing his kids what it means to be a man and even how to treat a woman, that sponge becomes dry and it becomes crusty and it can't absorb the grace of Jesus Christ. So two invitations this week. For everyone, the talk is called Praying the Mass Like Never Before. And the other one is called Fit Shepherds. We're starting this upcoming Saturday at 7 a.m. in the parking lot. And I don't need triers. I need committers. I I need men who want to be a part of the solution and not part of the problem. Because our Lord demands the best out of us because he gives us his best in his body, blood, soul, and divinity on this altar. And he wants covenant with us. He gives us his life so we give our lives back to him, not in just in some things, but in everything that we do. Even if it's just a tenth, or even if it's just five loaves and two fish. Amen.